James Bond Jr. No one can stop him, but scum always tries. If young Bond cuts through each web of spies. He learned the game from his uncle James. Now he's heir to the name James Bond. Hey, Aaron. James Bond Jr. Aaron? You there? Aaron? Hey? Uh, let's see, it's uh, time to start, and he is not here. He is not being punctual. Aaron? Ugh, ugh, ugh. Totally late, totally late. Um, well, I don't know what to do. Uh, you know, usually this is a show that's done by uh, me, and uh, two other co-hosts, of course, uh, you know, everyone's familiar with Alabama Dog. Uh, but, of course, Aaron Nix is usually here, but uh, he is not here at this time, the time we designated to start the show, the start the show recording. Um, hey, Arlen, Arlen, I'm here, I'm here, here, I'm, I'm here, just wait one second. <sighs> okay, I'm coming, I'm coming. Hey, 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 Carlin, Carlin, hey. Hey, uh, hey that, didn't we agree to start uh, recording here? <sighs> Like I'm here. I'm here. It's, it's okay. Hey, listen. Listen. I'm not. I'm not that late. I'm not too late. I know, but you okay. know, I just wanna. I just wanna focus on punctuality. Here. Punctuality. Uh, my name's Aaron Nix. Uh, you're Carlin Trammell. We're we're the Pod James Pod podcast. I punctuality. Know. Yeah, punctuality. Look, look, look. I'm I'm punctual every day. This is. I've never been late. I think this is the first time. It's a slippery slope. Look, we can just edit this out. Why we can't edit it can, out? Can, this is can the we show. edit this out? Do oh. Oh, can we edit it out? That isn't that not being honest. If we edit something out, isn't that not being honest? And isn't honesty one of the things that we're about? Isn't that like theme of the show is honesty? If we right. edit it out, in Double O One, we we said we we're going to be honest with each other. Uh, uh yeah, maybe, it was sometime maybe. early on. It was early. We 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 tried not to make promises, but that was one of those like uh, unspoken. It promises. was Double O Four. It was 004. Because here's why. We had recorded the first three episodes before we had ever even dropped one on the unsuspecting public. And in 004, we addressed that. We felt like we had been dishonest. Right. And we, right. we decided to be honest because, because there had been that confusion about the podcast that we are not naming its name. There were a lot of questions. Beams jonding. But we're not going to name names. We were just, that's when we decided we're going to be honest. Because that's not what other podcasts do. Other podcasts edit stuff out. That's not what we do. Okay. All right. All right. So don't, don't edit out that I'm late. Okay. You can call me out. Okay. I just, in my podcast mastermind group that I am a part of. Ah, here we go. We have been talking a lot about co-hosts and the importance of punctuality with our co-hosts. And, you know, some of the other podcasters on the in the Mastermind group, they talk about how sometimes their co-hosts don't show up on time or you know, they, the show is late. And, and they, they just they talk about how that's a trend. That's how, how that it starts. It starts that way. And then suddenly the co-hosts, not as good. They have to, they have to address it later. And I don't want that to happen. Is this a trend? Has this been a trend with me? With the other co-hosts, so it seems like I could apply it to you. It, you could apply that trend to me. I wonder, are you in a 
podcast co-host mastermind group and you've all gotten together and decided to be <laughs> Isn't not that what, punctual. So wait, are you saying you're not a co-host? Aren't you in a co-host mastermind group? Well, I mean, yeah, I, I guess what I guess when I think about it, I think I'm the host and you're the co-host. That's how I Play, think. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's let's take a let's take a step back. Oh, all the way back. back to you being late? I mean, who's the guy that showed oh. up on time? Listen, I'm I'm just going to I'm just going to be upfront with you since we're being honest. Correct. I, of course. I, I don't I don't I don't like this mastermind group. I'm over this mastermind group. I don't know who these people are. I don't know who's giving you this advice. It could be it could be uh I I feel like they need to be vetted through me and through Alabama Dog before uh you continue doing any further sessions with them. Vetted with you? Yes. They, it sounds it sounds like they are manipulating you. It sounds what? like they are they are poisoning your thoughts. You used to be so poisoning my thoughts. I'm not the one who showed up 97 seconds late. <sighs> Fine. I'm sorry for arriving late to the podcast to our recording. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. All right. If you need me to send you peppy pistachios. Oh uh, no no not not again not again I I I made that mistake last episode Did you have an allergic reaction uh, I never found out I just you know I, I my throat uh, it would kind of kind of burn for a while but I I mean I survived I I I thank God for QK QK helped um sort of um I did have to I don't think I ever imagined I would say that phrase thank God for QK <laughs> that, that that she better she better appreciate that phrase right there. Yeah, I don't know. She, you know, she's of course still in the middle of her whatever's going on. You know, of course, does she attend your mastermind group? She does not attend it because she's not a podcast mastermind. Does she take she's not a member of the. No, not at all. Not at all. I, I, I'm, I'm a little worried about QK actually. She just really hasn't well, been on her game of late. Uh, it might be because wait, are, you, are you? Are we to assume that QK's got game? She's, she's relatively speaking has been less on her game than she's ever been wow you just are you you just are really disappointed with all of us aren't you yeah i guess i guess i'm a little disappointed because you know you were need to come to nebraska again and do we need to have like a little uh like therapy session going on or or what why would it be why would i need to come to nebraska why wouldn't you because that's because that's what happened last time and it worked out so well so why oh are you start are you wanting to split up the podcast again no, we mean last time. Did I say that? That's what happened. We split like last the show up. Well, you're the one and then I, the I was the bigger I'm person. Just the All right, so something's going wrong with QK. Some 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 drama in the Tallahassee office. Well, it's the stuff we've talked about before. I mean, it's just we had we had the big uh, employee turnover situation. We yeah. had uh, a bunch of you know a bunch of people leave the Pod James Pod. Uh, corporation. They went on to other things. They couldn't keep up. They couldn't keep up with me. You know, I'm 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 they like couldn't 20 handle st- the authenticity. I'm 20 steps ahead of, of where everybody else is, and you know, I get not everyone's going to be able to keep up, but they they weren't anywhere close. 20 high level goals ahead of everybody. Uh, pretty much, you know. And QK, uh, you know, she's uh, she's been she's been a rock. She tries. She's she's been there for me, but I just recently, you know, the things that I need her to do, it comes back, and it's not, it's just not. Uh, I, I just wish there was something I could do, because I know it's not me. I know it's not me. Fire her. 
You think I should fire her? I think it I think it might be time. I think it might be time for her to move on. I don't know. I don't know. What would you do without her? Huh? She always says such nice things about me. She always is very complimentary of me. She tells other people how smart I am, how much of a genius I am. I don't how... I don't see that very much on t- on Twitter. All she's doing is complimenting cats and smoothies. Oh, she oh, she's always she's always offering me smoothies, you know. Yeah, but you don't like smoothie time. Last <sighs> episode you were complaining about smoothie. I know. Time. I know, but she offers them to me. I don't she know. I just don't where where away. She lost she lost all the notes to Octopussy? You're right. You're right. You're right. She did. She did lose the notes to Octopussy. It sounds like she is sabotaging. I've asked our her to podcast. write I've asked her to write uh, some of the book recently and she she brings back these just I don't know. You know, I say write a chapter about uh, Cigar Girl, and I give her. You know, I give her a bunch of notes. I say like, you know, write about Cigar Girl. That's. I mean, what more do I need to say? If there's any subject that she would be an expert on, it would be Cigar Girl. And so, yeah, you would think. And so then, I get back. You know, I just get like a half a page on stuff. It just it's like this this can't go in the book. Writing a book, not not an essay. Yeah. Not a blog post. This isn't like a group project in high school. We're all writing a few paragraphs for something. Ugh. I mean, this is a book. I can't put my name on this. It's it's depressing you. Yeah. I don't think she she likes time away from her. When you when you spend time with me, I know it's just once a month. Well, although this although this month we we did talk a few times about my financial situation. That's right. That's right. Um, so may, maybe that's it. Maybe you were giving too much time to me and not focusing on your employees. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe I need to look. Maybe I do need to look at myself. Is it because I went to the potties? Is it because I got to go to the potties and she didn't? Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. You attended the potties, you know, and we knew we knew pretty early on that because um, we've mentioned this uh, the last uh, issue. Uh, <laughs> we knew about this pretty early on. We knew about this the last episode or or two that mm-hmm. we that Pod James Pod uh, is is not a winner of the 2015 potties. We knew that going into that. We were the losers. We knew that. Yes. Um, that's why I joined the podcast mastermind group because I let, I want to win the 2016 potties. That's what that's that's my high level high high it's been, level goal. It's been our goal from the beginning. Um, somehow though, somehow though, you got an invitation to attend um, because even though Pod James Pod didn't win, it seems as though somebody who's peripherally attached to our podcast did win. I was given an invitation. Because of my cat, Toby. Yeah. Um, if you've listened to our show before, you know that we've talked about winning a potty and that my cat, Toby, is a previous hes a f- previous winner of the potties. Um, so I was given this invitation out of, out of the blue. Uh, so this is, this is all since last episode. Last episode, we didn't talk about this. Um, so I, I talked to Bama Dog about this. And Bama Dog really wanted me to go because he thought it'd be a great way to campaign for him to be the next James Bond. Be a great way to campaign and to promote uh, for Bama Creative Group. Um, so I went. I went. I was in Las Vegas and I went to the, the, the podcast award, the potties. 
and I show up and I'm handing out handing out the Bama Creative Group pillows and I'm meeting everybody wait, thinking wait. that the pillows yeah the pillows the Bama Creative Group pillows you didn't get a pillow no I haven't gotten a pillow so they're in the shape of like a little uh, dog tag like a keychain like his like his logo uh-huh. that's what they're in the shape of okay and it just has like the, the logo on it and uh, they're like little little pocket sized little little Bama Creative Group pillows um I, I assume because he likes to lay down on pillows on the ground, and he figured other people would enjoy them. Uh, so he gave me like boxes of them, so that I would go to the po- the potties and hand them out to other podcasters. Okay. Uh, and some people are really really nice about it. Some people would roll their eyes. I, I think they, I, th- I think they've heard about Bama Dog, and uh, there's just some jealousy issues there. Uh, so I got I got to meet a lot of. A lot of podcasters. Um, I sit down. I'm thinking, uh, you know, there, there's this, there's this chance that the winner of our categories might not be there, and they might just give it to the Pod James Pod because um, it, it is must be present to win, right? Yes, yes. You must, you must be there to win. So I'm, I'm thinking, you're telling me there's a chance. Sure. Um, so I mean, that's not the movie series we talk about, but sure, go ahead. So, I'm, sit- I'm sitting there. Our our category comes up, and we don't win. We don't win. And I, I'm I'm devastated. You're I, devastated. I all, you knew. I, you knew. I, went, I know. I know. But I went. I went all the way to Las Vegas, um, at Bam and Dog's request, and he got my hopes up. He really did. He's such a good motivational speaker. My goodness, my goodness. I my hopes were sky high, and then the most miraculous, most amazing thing happened. I was, I was completely floored, unexpected. They were they were getting ready to announce the Potties Hall of Fame induction, and I'm thinking, okay, some boring old person that nobody knows is going to be inducted to the Hall of Fame, like every other award show. And all of a sudden, I see a picture of my cat Toby show up on the big screen, and I'm thinking, why why are they showing Toby? And then they inducted Toby to the Potties Hall of Fame. <sighs> Boom! Ugh. And I, I know it's going to make you mad. I know it's going to make Bama Dog mad. But I was I was inspired. I was completely blown away. So now, not only do we have a potty sitting in my house on the shelf, but we have a Hall of Fame potty sitting up there right next to it. It's... I, 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 don't, even know, I don't even know what to say to that. You could just tell him congrats. For is what? That, is that so hard for, to say? For, for being for, for being a cat into the Hall of Fame, potties. It's oh. everything everything you want in your life. Toby has already accomplished. I mean, it just My it's cat. it's like it, it's like who who's actually done a podcast? Who actually records this? Who actually puts this together? I, and I and I say put this together because I don't I didn't say edit because we don't edit anything because editing would be dishonest. Mm-hmm. That's not what we do. We're not dishonest. I I live with I live with the mastermind, and sometimes he's really tough. When he came home, I was super happy for him. But you know, it's been about a week, or it's been like, it's been a few weeks now, and he's I don't know, he's he's getting kind of tough to live with right now because all I all I get to look at are these potties sitting up on these shoulder, these shelves, and I'm just thinking, what can Pod James Pod do to win a potty like my cat Toby? What can we do? 
I'll tell you what we can do. We've tried everything. I tell you what we can do, and I think this episode we're we're gonna pull it off. We are James Bond experts. We've talked about this before. We are. We know everything there is to know about James Bond, baby. We know it all. You ask me. You know we've done 007, seen it. 007, seen it, seen it. We both, we both. I mean, I want it, but we both want it. I mean, I was the one who won the game, but in a way, we both won because I won. And you look at these other James Bond podcasts out there, and we're like, okay, well, they know, maybe they know a lot about James Bond, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but we're taking it one huge step forward with this episode. We're covering something that none of them have even thought to cover. They don't even they don't even know about it. They yeah, they've never even heard of it. We we would say, "Hey, this is what we're covering." And they're like, "That's a thing?" Yeah, it's a thing. They would they would immediately think, "Why didn't we think of that?" And I'll tell you why, because they're not James Bond experts like we are. That's right. This month on the podcast, we are covering the 65 episode long 1990s era cartoon known as James Bond Jr. Now, I even though I'm a James Bond expert, I, I didn't ever watch this show. I don't even remember ever seeing nope. it on when I was uh, when I would have uh, when it would have originally aired. I did not as well. I, I, I had never even heard of this show until uh, uh, well, until I became a James Bond expert. Yeah, at that point uh, you had heard of it. At, at this point in my life, when 1992, I believe, uh, I was not a James Bond expert um, like I am today. 1991, 1992, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, now that we do know, uh, what we decided to do is that we decided to watch a couple episodes each of us have watched a couple episodes, and I, I believe that we both watched the first episode, uh, and then we both picked a, 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 a surprise second episode that we don't we don't we don't we didn't talk about beforehand. Um, so I don't I don't know what other episode you watched, Carl, but maybe we could talk about the first episode uh, to give give our audience a little bit of background as to what <laughs> what's going on in this cartoon. Um, well, that that will be a uh, challenge because. Even though I have watched the first episode, I still don't exactly know what's going on in this cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> as as do I. There's, there there are there are so many question marks <laughs> within within the first with like the pre roll. <laughs> yeah, even before the uh, the credits have. Uh, yeah. Have, have rolled. I'm I'm confused. So it's a it's a kid. He's in uh, essentially he's like high school or a 15 or so. No, he must be he must be 16. He's not even a kid. Yeah, he's he's got to be at least in high school or college age. Because That's he's, about yeah he's driving he's driving a car. He's, so he's got to be yeah. like 16. It opens up with the Aston Martin uh, being chased by another car, and the Aston mm-hmm. Martin is being driven by this uh, this kid, this 16 year. We'll just say 16 year olds. And, and if it's wrong. Uh, it's actually not wrong because we're the experts, so we're telling you. We're telling you how it is. Yeah. So he's being chased in the Aston Martin DB5, and he gets essentially run off this cliff from these bad guys, and then the Aston Martin transforms into an airplane by a simple touch of a button. 
Yeah, a la um, Mask. This that probably predates your time as well. There was a cartoon called uh, Mask, and all the vehicles would turn into other vehicles. So the the Camaro would turn into a car, and the uh, motorcycle would turn into a helicopter, and so on. And this had that same sort of vibe. And it's it's not it's not so unprecedented in James Bond movies, such as like a car turning into a submarine, or something which like we that. haven't talked about. That I know. Yet. But yeah, exactly. But so yeah, so his, his car turns into an airplane, um, and then he flies away. And later we find out that the person who's after him, we, we never really see his face straight on. He's kind of in the shadows. He's, he's. I don't think they ever say his name in the episode. But five, you know, you find out that he's he's scum lord, like the like the head of the scum organization SCUM saboteurs is, and criminals united in mayhem so they're sort of like a kids version of specter well except they're not they're not a kids version cuz the the uh they're not kids sorry uh the James Bond Jr version of scum or of specter but you're right cuz they're not dealing with kids they're not kids they're very, they're very real threats and i think that's in both episodes i watched scum is doing like like these are these are missions that the real james bond would go on to to fight but, but for some reason uh they're only affiliated with james bond junior yeah because james bond apparently is onto things that are even bigger like i don't i want to see those adventures because those have to be like even crazier yeah yeah, I want to see the James Bond cartoon equivalent of the James Bond Jr. Because, I mean, James Bond Jr. He's got, I mean, he's got girls all over him. He's got he's got more gadgets to even know what to do with. He's got in one of my episodes I watched that there's they're shooting nuclear missiles off the rush. I'm like, this is this is James Bond material here, James James Bond Jr. What are you what are you getting yourself into? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and and he doesn't. <laughs> It doesn't try and hide that fact. I mean, it's very there's there's like a, a kid version of almost every major James Bond character. So James Bond Junior. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess we should let's just start with him. He's yeah. not the son of James Bond, as you might that makes think. Sense. Because I mean, because why not? I mean, there's any number of mothers <laughs> he could have. <laughs> <laughs> They, I guess they, they didn't want to soil the James Bond name what? and have this be like. <laughs> I guess. Like, uh, well, let's let's keep the name James Bond Junior. But let's. Eh, he can't. There's no way he could be the son of actual the actual James Bond. So let's have it, him be James Bond's nephew, because uh, that which, makes more sense. Which then means one of two. Th- well, I guess which essentially just means one one possibility is that James Bond has a brother. He's got siblings that who we don't know about, um, and that since since we've watched Skyfall, that it, that has been that has been debunked. Oh, there we go, the Skyfall segment. Skyfall. Skyfall. Uh, Skyfall is basically saying that James Bond Jr. doesn't exist in its universe. Um, um, yeah, so I guess the the post Casino Royale. Uh, Daniel Craig, James Bond universe. There is no way James Bond Jr. could fit in that. They have retconned that out. Uh, so James Bond Jr. can only exist in the pre-Daniel Craig era of James Bond. Uh, so I guess 
this would have been you know 90, 91, 92. This so this falls in between the Dalton and yeah. Brosnan runs. So this this means for all intents and purposes, Dalton was Bond. Yes. Yep. Dalton. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, this 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 cartoon came out at the perfect time for Bond fans because they they were just getting done with Dalton and they had what, about five years until or uh, well yeah ninety five until will come out yeah. yeah. So this this was kind of like the that in between we're gonna get you through this Bond fans. We're gonna give you this James Bond Jr. series. Uh I'm not sure how many Bond fans really watched this series <laughs> <laughs> considering it only ran one season. But uh it's it is interesting time period for this to come out. Um so yeah, we've got James Bond Jr. and uh he meets he meets he meets his gang of friends at uh the school, which War, is Warfield, it, it it's it's kind of undefined as in terms of like okay, are all these kids uh, are they children of people affiliated with MI6? Are they all future spies? Or is this like Hogwarts or like the uh, <laughs> X Men? <laughs> is this like the Xavier Institute where they're all being trained or something? Well, you know, it's not it just was, MI6 because um, there's Gordo Lighter the. Mm-hmm potential son of uh felix who is who being the cia so why yeah. would why would uh, the cia kid be in a mi6 school yeah <laughs> iq is q's grandson um he's just like a heightened version of q who's making all these gadgets in his dorm room somehow <laughs> somehow with like radio parts and chewing gum i mean yeah but it's like he's making watches. But and, it's not MacGyver level stuff. I mean, it's like it's actual gadgets. He's yeah, the like watches Q shoot missiles and lasers, and it's it's Q yeah Q, very Q centric. And what's what's most confusing to me about this whole scenario of going to the school, um, is that from the beginning James Bond Junior is in trouble because he's like or he made he made like a, a fancy. Uh, uh, arrival well, entrance, and he's he's kind of got in trouble. He's, he's why, being, why is he in he's trouble? Sent to his room to study. Why is he in trouble? Because he arrived. What? He arrived late. Oh, we're not talking about that. He arrived. Uh, he was tardy. He was not punctual. So he's he's kind of getting the tour of the place. He's he's shown where the dorms are. He's shown where the school is, and he's shown how secure the place is with the security cameras and um, all the security measures. They're going in this place, but in the first episode and the subsequent episode I watched, it seems that every single kid there knows how to get by all the security systems. It's like, it's like if there's, if you can't even keep your your students in the school, how do you, how do you expect that that all these villains won't come into these the school and just break in and destroy all these kids that are yeah. giving them trouble there's secret passageways because it's you know it was built on this old um these old grounds or, or whatever it's like this i i can't remember the the guy who who's running it his daughter is the um uh is like the, the girl who's hanging out with kelly James Bond Kapa- jr the kelly kapowski to james bond jr's zach morris I, exactly although there's not really a slater is there i i th- that like jock guy the with the blonde hair the surfer dude uh, I don't. I would call him the Slater. Okay, all right. I do. And then, and then the Jesse is the the geeky girl, uh, who is yes. in love with James. Who's like falling all over James Bond so Jr. James Bond Jr. Pretty much is just a being saved by the bell at this point. Is what you're saying? 
pretty pretty much if if everybody if the cast of Saved by the Bell would then go out and save the world every episode, um, which sounds like which I would watch that show. <laughs> that would be amazing. Why why did the show get canceled? I would I would have loved James Bond Junior.'s again. <laughs> there are several villains in the show. I mean, that first episode we see uh, we see the scum lord, but his henchman is Jaws. Yeah. Who's with him. But Jaws is, is, isn't portrayed as the Jaws from the movies. He's like his own Jaws. He's actually got like a full, full metal jaw that he's got like he's going to chomp somebody's eyes out or something. Um, and I thought that was cool, kind of cool. They would bring back these, these villains from all the James Bond movies and put them into one organization, the Scum Organization. It is cool, but then it... it... It makes me wonder when why is James Bond not in this? And I, know, I don't know, you know, because I even though I'm an expert, I, we did not watch all 65 episodes because this is not available on DVD. Uh, we had to we had to watch these like whatever was available on YouTube. So, um, but yeah, why not have James Bond? Why not make this a cartoon about James Bond? If you're going to go ahead and have uh, Jaws show up, and in, in, in an episode I watched, you know, Odd Job and Goldfinger show up. Oh, they did. Why not have James Bond himself? Maybe because James Bond has already defeated all these villains, so they got demoted to like the scum organization. Like Spectre is the best of the best. You can get promoted until you get beaten by James Bond, and then they get down to the level. I mean, I'm just trying I, I to. Guess, I'm just but trying how did how do we end spe- with Jaws and Moonraker? I mean, he he was kind of he's like he'd found his girl. He had gotten beat too many times. Yeah, he found his girl. He was giving James Bond the thumbs up. He was helping James Bond. Yeah, and then I guess a few years later, he's like, "Yeah, this isn't working out. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, we can't do this anymore." Or maybe she was killed off, and he went back into crime. I don't. I don't know. There's a there's something there that needs to be explained. I mean, we we get a lot of spinoff villains too. I didn't watch an episode with uh with Goldie Finger. But I, I read up on Goldie Fingers, Goldfinger's like evil daughter, okay? And I, I thought that was it's funny, like Gold Goldie Finger. So that like makes that. more sense for this kind of show to have to yeah. have the villains children fighting the James Bond cast children. Uh that that, that I, seems to be That makes yeah, that makes way more sense. Because in some ways it's it makes then the fact that James Bond took on Jaws or Goldfinger or Odd Job and defeated them. It makes those victories less yeah. impressive that this punk <laughs> kid and his uh, his dorky friends were able to do it uh, in a half an hour. He's got the worst voice too. Whoever is the voice for James Bond Jr. is just he's the worst. Well, uh, it, it's. It's a guy named Corey Burton, and Corey Burton is a is a huge uh, voice actor. And I, his his voice here is not that great, but Corey Burton has done many other voices that are phenomenal. So I would say uh, Corey Burton just, is not the worst, but it, this must have just been the miscast. This here is Corey Burton's not his finest performance. <laughs> I'd say so. Um, so in my second episode I watched, it was uh, titled "The Eiffel Missile." And I got I got to I got to know uh, two two new assassins, uh, Skullcap, who's this just this dumb big idiot who has like a metal head, and Doctor Derange, 
who's this <laughs> evil French scientist, this, this mad, this French mad scientist. Uh, and basically, the the whole plot is that the headmaster of the school somehow uh, absent absentmindedly mentions that there's a, a missile threat in France. So James Bond Jr. and his buddies skip town. <laughs> they escape out of school. They go to France and they stop uh, Dr. Derange from shooting an atomic missile out of the Eiffel Tower <laughs> over to Moscow. It's amazingly bad. It's awesome. Uh, but the, my point is that there's there are like three three or four girls who are head over heels with James Bond Jr. And as a kid, I guess this is something that wasn't normal for me, especially in like a cartoon. I mean, because I, I, you know, we've said this before, I, I would compare this cartoon to like a G.I. Joe or even like a kind of like a Scooby-Doo type episode. Well, it's, type got, a, it's got an Inspector Gadget vibe to yeah, it. Yeah, Inspector Gadget. And there's, and, I, you know, I loved those shows growing up. And, no, I don't remember any of those shows having this kind of, I guess, it's like sexual vibe to it a little bit. <laughs> that that I get a little bit. I mean, it was James Bond. I mean, come on, it's James Bond Junior. I can see like a little bit of like girls being all into it, but James Bond, he is he is a player in this episode, in this show. He is definitely a player, and that's something that I, I just don't remember in any, any other cartoons. Yeah, I mean, there would be uh, relationships in G.I. Joe, like Flint and Lady J were a couple, and um, Cobra, or and, uh, the Baroness and Destro were a couple, and so that would be something that would be present, but I don't remember it being uh, really played upon like it was in, particularly the the, the first one has, has some of that. It wasn't as big of a deal in the second one, but it was, it was still there. Uh, yeah. It was, was the one I watched. So I, I mentioned Scooby-Doo because of the, the relationship between Fred and, and Daphne is like everybody assumes they're they're totally hooking up, right? Everybody everybody grows up assuming they're hooking up, but they never they never even hint at that like in the show or anything. Like that. Yeah, not so those, it's just not those it, original ones, right? Not the original, yeah. So it's all it's all like implied that there's some sort of relationship there, and it's very kid friendly. Whereas I felt like this show just <laughs> it was more than implied. But this still took place after. A View to a Kill. Wasn't there a... They don't think yes. of the Apple Tower View to a Kill? Yes. We haven't talked about that movie. We have not. But, I mean, it's so... So, all that time, in A View to a Kill, there was a missile there the whole time? Or the missile would have yeah, been put there? So, I, I assume maybe they were uh, connecting with... Maybe Scum was connecting with Zorn as far as building... Because uh, he, he's doing a lot of stuff underground. Uh, so, maybe Scum was working with him to build this missile underneath the Eiffel Tower. Um, and then the Eiffel Tower comes out in the like right underneath it and comes out right at the top uh, while James Bond Jr. is chained to it in his girl. I forget the girl's name, uh, but they're they're locked. They're chained to it. Tracy? But he uses his watch. Sure, I'll, that sounds well, right. Well, it's in the show. You mean or the in? Yeah, yeah. It's Tracy. No, 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 sorry, in uh, James Bond Jr. In James Bond Jr. Yeah, Tracy. Well, which I thought was kind of weird that they named her Tracy, actually. Oh, that's so mean. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. What? Man, these creators are, they, man, the, the makers of James, they, they are so mean to James Bond. First, first it's, it's Money Penny saying like, ooh, get me a diamond ring. Right after James Bond's wife dies and, and, and diamonds are forever. It's like, why, why would you ever say something mean like that? 
And now they're naming James Bond Jr.'s girlfriend, Tracy. Yeah. That's cruel. I wonder if James Bond knows this about his nephew. He he seems to know more because, especially in the first episode, he had given, he'd, for whatever reason, he had given his nephew the Aston Martin. And the Aston Martin is destroyed in the episode, and then there's a replacement car <laughs> delivered to him, and it comes again from James Bond. So James Bond is keeping tabs on this kid. To make, that makes me wonder, what is James Bond mm-hmm. Sr., what is his end game with this kid? Is he hoping, you know, someday you'll be my sidekick, you'll be my partner, you'll take my place? Like, what... <laughs> Because clearly he's got a vested interest. Maybe he orchestrated it. In some sick, sick <laughs> mind game that James Bond's playing with his nephew, he's, recon- he's, he's creating another James Bond-Tracy marriage in the works. It's really messed up, James Bond. Very. Really messed up. Because, um, I mean, we, at, this, at this point, you know, we, we talked about the Pierce Brosnan golden eye Bond. He... When Goldeneye starts, it's taking place even when Roger Moore is still a Bond. That's right. That's so, right. So there's these like two sim- simultaneous Bond <laughs> universes going on. So who knows what the Pierce, <laughs> the Pierce Brosnan Bond is doing at this at this point? And none of us can. Neither one of us can ask him because neither one of us have Pierce on our team. Well, you can ask him when the the filmmakers who are making the Pod James Pod movie. Uh, do the actual scenes uh, where you will play you and Pierce is going to play me. <laughs> right. That'll be a good opportunity for you to talk to Pierce. Okay. I'll ask him then. I, I have to talk a little bit about episode two. They, um, this is, uh, this is an episode where, uh, this is the second one is called earth cracker. Um, cracker, earth cracker, <laughs> gold finger, Oric Goldfinger, and odd job show up again. They're looking for the lost city of gold and they are threatening to destroy uh, this these uh, ancient artifacts. And they wind up finding it. He is in the process of melting down uh, essentially the entire city. He's he's suddenly got this entire army there to... How is he melting down this entire he's, city? He's brought in equipment, magically brought in equipment that is melting down the gold. And, uh, and then they're slicing it off into bricks and they're trucking okay. it away. Um. Two things. One is a point where they capture James Bond Jr. They stick him in this. Uh, they stick him in the device that would melt down the gold, and uh, James Bond Jr. tries to stop him. He's like, "Wait, I have something to say." And Goldfinger says, "No, not doing it this time," and walks away. And it's this <laughs> obvious like throwback to Goldfinger, where James Bond is getting ready to be sliced in half with the laser, and Goldfinger stops the machine. That's great. There, what kid in 1991 or 92 would have <laughs> been like, dude, that's totally from Goldfinger. I don't know. Maybe somebody. I know because we talked before. We know you watched you watched the car. You watched the movies with your uh, your dad and your grand grandparents, right? And so uh-huh. it, it could have it could have happened. Um, yeah. The other thing, though, Odd Job. I will put a picture of this on the website, but Odd Job's outfit is outstanding. <laughs> He is not wearing the suit uh, like he does in Goldfinger. He is wearing this like breakdancing sweatsuit with a gold <laughs> chain and a big medallion and big old 
visor goggle glasses and he i mean he's like he's like rum dmc meets flavor flavor it is amazing like this is exactly what a 19 early 1990 gold uh or an early 1990 odd job would be wearing is he still wearing his hat he still has a hat uh but it's a different uh well it's the same yeah it's the same hat it's, it's still, the same hat, but it's everything else is different. He's he's just upgraded with he's he's changed with the times. Which means that that so what would he be at this point? He's thirty years older than he so he's like he's like a sixty five <laughs> year old guy walking around at least at least yeah. in this outfit. Wait, so how old does that make Goldfinger? Does Goldfinger look like that as well as Gold, no, Goldfinger? Goldfinger decked out uh, like a hip hop. No, Goldfinger's not dressed up like a hip hop guy. Uh, so Goldfinger, yeah, has to be uh, in his eighties or nineties at this point. <laughs> he's aged well, but he's he he has to be that old. <laughs> so we're we're but we're saying that James Bond hasn't aged, but the villains have. You know, this is a this is a whole topic that we've actually never really gotten into. Is the how how they deal with this. It's not as hard with Connery through more because uh, Connery comes in, you know, he's there for the, for the number of movies he's got. Lazenby is obviously the little, little, little hiccup. But then when Roger Moore comes in, he's essentially the same age as Connery was. Yeah. And so from uh, Dr. No through of you to a kill, they, everyone in the cast ages together, essentially. Yeah. But then when you go to Dalton, um, and yeah, they get a new M, they get a new Money Penny. But Q is there. Q is there through uh, almost all of Brosnan's run. Yeah. And yet Dalton is younger, and Brosnan is younger than uh, Moore would have been. So I don't know. I haven't figured that out. I don't really try and think too much about it. The but... age, the age of Bond, is never addressed. Until Skyfall. 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 Maybe like hints here and there, but it's never really addressed and made like a central theme until we get to Skyfall, where he's well, obviously older, and it's it's all about him being older and if, whether or not he's useful anymore. True. Whereas in every every Bond movie, it's not that's not even really a threat. It isn't. Yeah, it, it's not that big just, a deal. And we just assume he stays the same age. It, it, it kind of comes up in. Um, doesn't it come up in Thunderball or Never Say Never Again? <gasps> maybe, <gasps> maybe we'll have to talk about that movie. Those movies soon. So let's just, let's just assume for a minute that all the villains, say like in James Bond Junior, they're all they all stayed the same age, just as James Bond stayed the same age. Does that mean? James Bond Jr. is going to be in high school forever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in a cartoon world, that would be the case. He would, uh, if this show were yeah. still on, he'd still be in high school. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's worth, uh, you know, we did this before when we did the Casino Royale uh, original movies. Uh, we did try and include characters from from those movies into our dodgeball teams. Uh, so even though this is not canon, uh, I think we should look at maybe trying to add a character uh, from uh, James Bond Jr., if you want, to your uh, dodgeball team. And I think it is your turn to go first. So if you have somebody in mind that you'd like to add, then um, go for it. I think it's really tough to add somebody. Uh, James Bond Jr. is just, he's just too much of a punk. 
I, I think he's going to completely clash with my Roger Moore bond. Uh, and the villains, the villains were not impressive one bit. Uh, and all of his, all of his friends are just, they're just lame. They're just really, really lame. So I'm not going to pick anybody from James Bond Jr. I am, however, going to bring somebody onto my team. And I'm going to get Necros back on my team. It's, I, I, I spent a month without him. I got to get Necros back on. I missed his, his milk bottle training for my team where he's throwing the milk bottles. It was, it was sorely missed. Mm-hmm. Um, and since last month, I brought back the shark, which means I brought back the water tank, which now I'm using with my stealth boat. Um, there's one player on my team that doesn't do well in water. Thumper. And that's Thumper. Thumper can easily be dunked. She can be drowned. I'm I'm getting Thumper off my team. It kills me because Thumper's... She's really good. But I'm getting Necros back. All right. All right. That's, that's fair. Because you can do that. You can pick... At this point, it's open. You can pick anybody from any movie or uh, even now at this point, TV show that we've covered. Are you going to draft anybody? Yeah, I totally am going to draft somebody. I'm glad you didn't pick the person I want to pick. Uh, with Now, what, what you've done is made it easier for me to choose who is going. Um, with Thumper gone, there is no need for me to keep Bambi on my team. Uh, Bambi, mm. perfectly fine uh, player, but really the reason I wanted her on my team was that she could uh, help me offset uh, whatever Thumper did. She she could get in Thumper's head. She could help us plan against whatever Thumper does. You know, but the thing is, Thumper and Bambi so they're so tight. I don't think the two of them ever really uh, did. I did something positive for either of our teams. I think they were in it for themselves. You know, looking back on the last couple of games. They neither one of them were really playing. Yeah, they, yeah, they they would kind of go off by themselves, and they they really weren't invested. Or Thumper wasn't really invested in my team like the rest of my. Yeah, and Bambi was not as invested in my team. So Bambi is off the team. Um, I am looking now for somebody that that can help uh, unite my team. I, I've done this before. I had Octopussy on my team before. Um, the mod but, squad. Yeah, then when I had the mod squad. Why are we talking about Octopussy so much? Well, I'm just trying to say that what I lack on my team is a, is a strong lead person. I mean, I do have three James Bonds, but in that, I, none of them can t- rise to the top and be the leader. The leader of my team. The person that I know that if I'm not able to be out there on the floor because I'm just the coach, I need somebody who can be out there and sort of run point and, and be the uniting voice on the team. You need a field general. I need a field general. And who better who better than someone like coach mitchell (laughs) coach mitchell doesn't even know when james bond jr is there or not (laughs) james bond jr will show up halfway through track practice and he'll go hey james bond you're (laughs) you don't even look like you're tired coach mitchell is my guy he's my guy Really? Yeah. We don't even see him throw anything. We don't see. We don't even. <sighs> He's a coach. Should... What more do you need? He's a coach. Aren't you? Aren't you the coach? Can you not handle being your, your team's coach? What do you care? You're the coach. What do you care? Who I choose? You can't have two coaches. Maybe I need somebody who's there, helping me. You're trying to talk me out of him because you don't want to have to face him. 
All right. If you want to check out the rest of our dodgeball teams, you can go to our website and there's we, we list them there. Um, they're very real. We we do compete with them. Uh, so what I want to know, Carlin, is your overall feelings about James Bond Jr. Uh, I know we only watched, we each watched two episodes, but I would consider us experts. Of course, we're experts. There's no there's no question there. Uh, but if you had to put James Bond Jr. into a one of our tiers, top, middle, or bottom, where would you put it? Yeah. I would say that you know, even though you did say, yeah, we only watched two episodes, um, I, I I don't see the other sixty three episodes being any different in quality or approach than what two episodes I watched or two episodes you watched. So I, I do think two is a fair sampling. Um, to be honest, I'm not curious enough to really go out of my way and watch anymore. <laughs> this is going to go in my bottom. 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 Wow. This goes in the bottom tier. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you. I'm going to have to agree with you. I, I, uh, like you said, watching two episodes, I can see how this series could be formulaic and get old really quick. Uh, the only reason I would watch it would be for the villains to see what other kind of villains or they're different takes on the James Bond villains. I don't, I don't need I don't need to see any more. I'll go check out Odd Job, but I think that'll be about it. Did either episode that we watched was there was there a boat makeout to end the episode? I don't, I don't think there was in uh, either episode. There was not in the first one, right? As much sexual tension as there was in these episodes, uh, there there was no makeout that I that I remember. I don't remember. Yeah, make out at all. I don't. I don't even think there was a boat scene in either episode that I watched. But oh, there was a there was a hovercraft scene in mine, where he drives hovercraft onto the water from from England to France. Oh wow! And then he yeah, <laughs> and he's getting attacked by a helicopter, and then he drives the hovercraft onto the like onto the ground, onto land. Did Cigar Girl and show it's, up? It's amazing. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Um, QK would love that episode, the Eiffel Missile. Uh, but let's just be clear that since this is not an official James Bond movie, this does not go against the boat makeout. No, it tally, does not. It does not. Or our tiers, for that matter. But we we will still put them up on our website. Yes. I think that does it. I think we. I think it does. Other than to let uh, listeners know that we. Uh, we're glad they listened, and uh, that we want them to come back next time. And uh, what are we going to talk about next time, Aaron? Next time we're going to have a a good discussion about Thunderball slash Never See Never Again. It's a double feature. A double doozy of Pod James Pod podcast. You don't want to miss it. All right, we'll come back next month and uh, listen to us close the books on Sean Connery. It's good talking to you. Carlin? Yeah, uh, next time, you know, try and uh, show up on time. That'd be nice. All right, Al. Have a good month. Yeah, and, you know, let me know if you need the help with the finances again. <sighs> Don't talk about it. All right, bye. Bye. Now he's coming through. He's got a job to do while he rescues the girl. James Bond Jr. chases gone around the world. The Atomic Thieves. Podcasting Network.